0: Hello and welcome to Ticket to Fly News. I'm your host, Tom Kelly, joined by ski jumping commentator Peter Graves. Each week, Ticket to Fly News will bring you international updates from the Wiesman Ski Jumping World Cup as the world's greatest athletes soar like birds through the still mountain air. It's opening weekend for the World Cup at the Adam Meyers Jumping Complex in Wiesla, Poland, as Austria's Stefan Kraft looks to defend his title from last season. I'm joined by longtime Nordic sport commentator Peter Graves. And Peter, I don't know if anybody really anticipated we were actually in this pandemic going to get to a season opener, but we're there in Wiesla.
1: I'll tell you, Tom, if I was to pick one uh, alphabet, I would do the question mark because it's been like uh, very confusing. There have been changes. There wasn't much of a summer schedule right now. So uh, everybody is going to be checking each other out. It's a very important event. And nobody seems to want to predict who's going to do well.
0: You know, the one interesting thing, the only Grand Prix event that the men had was in Vizsla back in August, and not everybody went to that competition. Now, what are we expecting for weather in Visla in this opener?
1: You know, Tom, right now it has been really, really warm. Uh, and in uh, one of my contacts I talked to today, he said there is the possibility for some colder temperatures to come, but they have made like... 2,000 cubic meters of man-made snow. They've done an impressive job. It's a great new hill. And, of course, uh, you know spectators, Tom, but it'll be a great event.
0: We have some great interview segments coming up on this week's Ticket to Fly news program. And by the way, we will be coming to you globally with this program every week leading into the Wiesmann Ski Jumping World Cup. We're going to first hear from Andy Goldberger, Austrian superstar from the 90s, and then a little bit with Casey Larson of USA Nordic and wrapping it up with Sandro Pertile. And uh, Sandro's stepping into some new shoes, isn't he?
1: Yeah, I'll say. And it's a very big task. Of course, you know, uh, uh, the legendary Walter Hofer was the boss of FIS Jumping for so long. Very popular, charismatic guy. A lot of good things happened. And now Sandro walks in and he's got all the skills and the credibility to do a great job. But he walks in at this very challenging time during the COVID-19 pandemic.
0: We're going to get to our first interview in just a moment, but just to recap the season ahead in the following weeks, we're in Wiesla, Poland this weekend, November 20 to 22, for the opening of the Wiesman Ski Jumping World Cup. And then it's on to Northern Finland in Ruka, the 27th to the 29th of November. And then we've got an interesting situation. The women were scheduled to open in Lillehammer, December 4 to 6, along with the first ever Women's Nordic Combined World Cup. That has now been postponed. Date set for that. The men will stay on schedule, hopefully, and they're scheduled December 4 to 6 in Nizhny Tagil in Russia, about a thousand miles east of Moscow. And Peter, your opening segment with Andy Goldberger was really a great, great look back at one of the superstars of the sport.
1: Yeah, you're right, Tom, and it was such a pleasure to talk to him. Uh, he's an extraordinary man, Olympic medalist, rugged good looks, and ORF TV career. Uh, but for Goldie, he's humble still. And he grew up on a farm in Reed in Ingress, Austria. But first, we asked him about the hill in Wiesla for the coming weekend.
2: Difficult hill. I, I've never jumped there either. I have been often there, but jumping, I have never jumped there really. But I know it's a, a difficult hill. It's always and uh, the first World Cup competition because first time It's on the 21st of November now and it's the first time where almost every jumper has no jumps on snow before and it's warm weather conditions. They prepare the snow and the snow, what they have there, it's difficult to prepare. So the the outrun, the landing zone and the outrun is really very, very pumpy and you get a lot of pressure in the the radius in the outrun and it's pumpy. So it's... uh, yeah landing and and gliding on snow is it's 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 difficult and, and dangerous so it's it's better you have to stay long in the air and also it's always the wind is a little bit tricky it's often some side and headwind you need a little bit you need luck in in, in the wind because that's important for the length but the the wind com- comparison points they are not uh, really what but they, they have influence on the jump. So it's a little bit tricky. Yeah, but and in run with the with the new ICE in run track is perfect. Now, of course the, the take-off, it's yeah, A shorter one and first competition or a World Cup competition because they had just one one summer Grand Prix in the year and not really a lot of competition. So nobody knows how shape other jumpers, how is and i think it will be a little bit of, a nervous start at the beginning
1: adam owish certainly uh, helped put polar ski jumping on the map of course uh, fortuna did that years before him and there
2: were others as well but uh, what do you think of adam owish yeah adam Owens is is uh, yeah amazing amazing what he did he he really uh, he was the the man or the the guy who who brought Poland uh now where they're where they are because he was really the at first it was Piotr Fios some years ago, but then was nothing really and then came Adam Malish and he was so successful. He, he, I know him when he was coming in the World Cup. He was he was not yeah he was good talented and because I know him really special because the manager I had I told to him, Hey, there good that's one really good Polish guy. I think you should help him. He can be a great one. And luckily, he really, he really won almost everything. And he brought really uh, the hype and, and the ski jumping really back to the Polish fans. And Polish fans are really amazing, crazy, im positive. Thing. yeah really and and it's fun and 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 he did something what uh when adam malish was successful uh there was almost every every polish kid wanted to start ski jumping it was really amazing yes he was mo- more more popular than the pope yeah
1: he put it on the map for sure for sure uh andy uh so as we are on the brink of the season uh uh, we are. I want to ask you about some of the uh top names uh, to watch. Uh, Stefan Kraft, I, I recall, is the defending world cup champion, uh, but skipped the grand prix due to injury. Uh, who are we going to be seeing in Wiesla do well? Do you think?
2: Yeah, I think in Wiesla, of course. The Polish team of course with with Kamil Stoch, uh, David Kubacki and Piotr Suchy, they are always uh, jumping good there. I think for me of course in, in the Austrian team, uh, Stefan Kraft is is still the team leader and 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 the best he should be. Austrian we have a really strong team also. I'm I'm really sup- uh, looking forward how the Japanese will behave Yoyo Kobayashi because yeah I haven't seen him the whole summer anywhere. No, he, they have just been in, in Japan. And for them, they will, I think, be difficult if they come to Europe. They have to stay the whole season there because they have this problem with the traveling in COVID. But I think Yoyo Kobayashi, they, they, he will do good. Uh, for me, it's always Timi uh, Zajic from Slovenia. That's always a young, good jumper I have on the list. Of course, then the German, Markus Eisenbichler, is Markus Eisenbichler, Karl Geiger. And Andreas Wellinger is healthy again and in hopefully in good shape. He's, he's fit after his cross-ligament injury. Yeah. That will be, yeah. And, and the Norwegian, I think, uh, Daniel Andre Tande. Yeah. He's, he's, he's strong and he's my favorite also for the, for the Ski Flying World Championship again. He's the defending world, world, uh, ski-flying world champion, and he's in quite good shape at the moment.
0: Peter, great segment with Andy Goldberger. It was good to hear from him again, and he'll be on ORF this weekend, unfortunately, in the studio in Vienna, not on the hill in Wiesla. Now we're going to talk to Casey Larson of USA Nordic, the only U.S. entrant in Wiesla this weekend. And Peter, what can we look for from Casey this season?
1: Well, he's uh, made a good recovery from an injury that happened uh, earlier in the year. There is, of course, you know, uh, he's a young guy. I was going to say there's a lot of pressure on him, but on one sense, there really isn't that much because he's still getting experience uh, on the World Cup. He's had great uh, results at World Juniors. I think this guy has great potential for the future.
0: Well, he and the team from the USA have been training in Slovenia. They have made the trip over to Visla. And I asked Casey about his excitement to finally get this season underway.
3: Excited, as always, to get the season started, put a bib on again with everything going on. I just, uh, I cannot wait.
0: Now, you had shoulder surgery in June. You were back on the jumps at the Utah Olympic Park in September. Have you been able to get back on track effectively enough?
3: You know, awesome coaching staff, Anders Johnson, Blake Hughes back in Park City, all my coaches, b Balky, a and Jan out here. I think we we did a really good job getting ready, ready to go, and I just, uh, you know, it's going to be a good weekend. The
0: whole world is working around COVID every day. How has that impacted your training and your approach to this season?
3: I think it's impacted me. It's just like it's impacted everyone else's daily life. Uh, we're really just trying to work through it, wear our masks, um, you know, working out outside a bunch, but other than that, I mean, it is business as usual.
0: It's been probably around nine or 10 months since you've been in a competition. How does it feel to be able to get back on your jumping skis and compete this weekend?
3: The butterflies are definitely there, but the, the preparation was, was good. And, you know, really just looking forward to, uh, you know, hearing the roar of a fake crowd or whatever it may be. We just, uh, you know, can't wait to get on that ski jump.
0: Well, thanks to Casey Larson. He is looking forward to this weekend. And now let's get a little bit of an overview on the big story coming up this weekend. Uh, Peter, you had a chance to talk to uh, Sandro Pertele, the new Fist Jumping Director. What did you learn?
1: I learned a lot of things. I learned that he has a great deal of respect for outgoing Walter Hoffer. I I learned that he comes from a very big Nordic capital in Italy, Val de Fiemme. Everybody's heard about it, right? It's a great venue. He was very candid in the interview about uh, the toughness of the situation with COVID-19. I found him to be a fascinating guy. And I asked him, first off, what stepping into the shoes of the outgoing FIS Jump director Walter Hoffer was going to be like.
4: Uh, You're right. It's really a challenging uh, experience for me. Walter had been, uh, for many years, the race director in this sport. Uh, He did an amazing job for our sport. Uh, And uh, it's not uh, uh, easy, but I can tell you that I'm really motivated for that.
1: Tell me a little bit about your background in the sport.
4: Yeah, I was uh, a former Nordic combine. I was jumping till the age of 16. Then I had a a bad fall uh, uh, during the first uh, winter camp and I had to stop uh, at the end of that season. Uh, But uh, anyhow, I was involved in ski jumping uh, at the beginning as an organizer of the World Championships in Val di Fiemme, 1991-2003 and also uh, the 2013 uh, World Championships. So, And I, ha- I have also a family uh, relation with this sport. My father was coach of the Italian team and my brother was competing two times at the Olympics and three times at the World Championships.
1: Now the World Cup action is going to be kicking off uh, this weekend uh, in Wiesla, Poland. Can you tell us a little bit about what your understanding the conditions are like there?
4: Uh, of course, this will not be an easy season for us because COVID-19 is uh, affecting our sport, our work. But uh, I have to tell you that all the organisers are really motivated to organise our events and uh, we are really looking forward to starting Wisla. We expect to, to have a great uh, snow condition despite the, the, the early start of the season. The, the snow production is, has been completed and for sure, we will have the best possible condition to start uh, and to open the season in the proper way.
1: All right. Well, we understand that there'll be no spectators, but what do you uh, see as the excitement level around Europe for the opener?
4: Of course, we will lose the spectators in the venue. That is a big amount of spectators following our uh, traditional competition, but on the other hand, uh, we expect uh, a huge increasement of the TV viewers uh, due to the fact that uh, uh, mainly in Europe, uh, uh, spectators are now forced to stay at home. And uh, during the weekend, they will for sure follow all the winter sport uh, TV production around the world.
1: Do you have a sense of how the the team, the officials, uh, will be uh, protected from COVID?
4: Uh, I think that uh, for us it was re- extremely important to compete in Wisla uh, during the summer season with the summer Grand Prix, and based on that experience, we gain a lot of experience uh, to to act uh, against uh, COVID. So we we will keep the basic rules as a, a very strong uh, uh, starting point. So this means uh, distance, wearing mask, uh, washing our hands, and. Uh, and um, in addition, we, we will have a lot of uh, uh, tests, uh, not only with Isla, but also during the season. So, test uh, and participants will will go through the test. Uh, in in with negative test, you you can follow step by step all the competitions.
1: You said this is going to be such an unusual season. There's so many good jumpers right now. There could be a uh some people that we're not sure how they're going to perform, but always we expect surprises. So what do you think about uh, the Wiesla opener and who could be uh, among the top jumpers?
4: This is the most challenging question for me. I have to be honest, uh, uh, we we lost completely the summer season. We have no reference. We don't know how the training of, of the different nation uh, uh, was. Uh, therefore, what I expect for sure is that uh, the Polish team will try to to be successful, like in the summer season, also in the home competition in Wiesland. In this is my feeling, but it's really challenging to, to answer to this question.
1: All right, well, let me ask you, uh, Stefan Kraft, do you think he's ready to defend his title from what you've heard?
4: Uh, Yeah, I I saw him in an interview and it looks uh, really uh, in a good condition. I assume that he will be for sure one of the top stars of this season. But uh, luckily, ski jumping has a lot of potential winners coming from different countries. And this will uh, for sure... Keep an, uh, our uh, season really attractive till the, the last competition in Planitza.
1: And uh, Germany's Carl Geiger was in a close battle with Kraft last year. You expect him to be uh, right up there again? Yeah, he could be also
4: a potential winner. Uh, ski jumping is also an up and down sport. So you never know if the season after a good season you are still. Very competitive. Uh, but uh, uh, Geiger is one of the next name for sure the Polish guy. We, I'm really curious to see again uh, Kobayashi, how he's uh, performing. And, uh, you know, every season we have some surprise. So let's wait for a surprise also this season.
1: Well, you know as well as anybody all, all the problems that manifest themselves here with COVID and the lack of spectators and, and all of that. Nonetheless, the ratings for television and ski jumping are enormous. And there is so much interest out there right now. Uh, I don't think I've ever really seen the interest higher than it is right now, Sandro.
4: That's true. Last season was extremely the interest was extremely high, especially our traditional and very historical competition, the Four Hill Tournament. But uh, again, I expect that due to this uh, situation, we can still increase the number of viewers and I'm quite sure that we will uh, involve also people that are currently not uh, a fan of ski jumping and our family at the end of the season will be bigger than today.
0: Peter, great comments from Sandro, and thank you for doing that interview. Uh, we're now just moments away from the opening of the Wiesmund Fisk Ski Jumping World Cup in Wiesla, Poland. Uh, it's going to be an edge-of-your-seats competition. No one really knows what to expect this weekend.
1: And no one knows, and no one will be in the stadium either except the athletes, officials, and coaches, Tom. The rest are going to be watching on television. It's expected to be a huge global TV audience. Uh, Most importantly, everybody is ready to get this one in. There's been a lot of tension, a lot of... uh, Patience has been required to deal with this situation, and everybody's ready to go. You know, some of the the big guns are back and there. We'll see if there are any new surprises. It'll be fun.
0: Well, here's the schedule coming up on Friday, qualifying at 1800 Central European Time. Saturday, it's the team comp- competition on the HS134-meter hill in Wiesla That is at 1600 Central European Time. And then Sunday, the individual event, also at 1600 Central European Time. We all look forward to following the action this weekend. You can get live scoring, of course, at FISSki.com. Check your television listings for the coverage in your respective country. In the USA, you can watch the live stream on the Peacock Network from NBC. Thanks for following us on Ticket to Fly News. You'll find this podcast every midweek as we go through the season. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. For Peter Graves, this is Tom Kelly, your host. We'll see you again next week, and don't forget to follow the action live from Wiesla this weekend as World Cup ski jumping begins.